Hello, and welcome to another episode of Quick Spin, the Auto Week podcast that takes you to the essence of the automobile. Today, we've got a great show. We're featuring the 2020 Porsche 718 Cayman T. That's right, this little Porsche coupe that uh, is uh, quite sporty to drive. Mr. Wes Raynal is joining us to talk about it, and he took you along for a little ride. But before we get to that, don't forget to head over to our Facebook, drop us a like, subscribe uh, to our Facebook, and also drop a, go to go to wherever you get this and drop a little five-star review, a little, little review, and let us know how you feel about the show. More importantly, you can also check out this Porsche on our Instagram page. That's at AutoWeekUSA on Instagram. But before we jump to this beautiful discussion about this little Porsche, we have to pay the bills. Our friends at Road & Track have some big news to share. The premium lifestyle magazine for the automotive enthusiast is now fully loaded. Become a member of the Track Club and receive six supersized double issues a year, plus access to digital content, dozens of partner privileges, exclusive invites to editorial events, and first dibs on insider automotive events, both online and around the world. Hop on it by visiting roadandtrack.com join. That's R-O-A-D-A-N-D-T-R-A-C-K dot C-O-M forward slash j-o-i-n and without any further ado mr Raynal, tell me about that porsche uh this was the 20 is i'm sure it's still around somewhere this is the 2020 <laughs> porsche 718 cayman t i don't want to call it entry level but it's right around seventy thousand bucks which for a porsche that's kind of at, at the starting point it's not bad now you should know that it's got a four-cylinder, a flat four, instead of the old flat six. It's a, a turbo, two-liter, flat four, uh, made it to a six-speed manual transmission in this particular car. My car had sport suspension, uh, which does include adaptive shocks. It makes the car not quite an inch lower. My car also had a mechanical limited slip, 20-inch Carrera S wheels, the sport chrono package, which I never really understood the big appeal of the sport chrono package but my car had it isn't the big appeal the massive clock in the dash i guess i mean sure i never played with it i don't know <laughs> for 72 grand and change uh it's a pretty nice little car it's got probably the best steering this and the 911 have the best steering really in the business as far as as far as i'm concerned and it probably has one of the better balanced chassis in the business also as far as i'm concerned but I don't know, I don't understand necessarily the strategy of putting four cylinders in some of these cars. I mean, you can get a Cayman with a flat six, and of course, 911s have the six. I don't know. I'm This four cylinder sounded a little flatulent to me. Not bad, but I'm an old air-cooled flat six guy. So that's how I gauge the sound of every Porsche engine. Well, that's a, that's a reasonable gauge. Beautiful handling, build quality, you know, excellent, of course. I'm sure Porsche. It's a new model, by the way, for uh, for 2020, or at least this Cayman T was just introduced in 2020. I don't know if they've had them in the past or not, but it was cool. It was it was nice. If I'm going to get this body, if I'm going to get a 718, though, I'm going to get the Boxster so I can put the top down. Makes sense. There are some people that like convertibles, and other people that likes coupes. But more importantly, Mr. Reynal, you took some time out of your day and you walked around the Cayman to kind of give us the experience of it, and we're going to play that right now. Today I'm driving a pretty little red Porsche Cayman 718T that comes with a little Boxer 4 2-liter turbo in the back end of it, or sort of in the middle, I guess. 300 horsepower, 280 pounds-feet, a very lightweight feeling car. Mine has the 6-speed manual transmission, which works wonderfully. You can also get the 7-speed PDK. 
if you get the PDK, the car can hit 60 in four and a half seconds. The manual, according to Porsche, hits that same speed, 60, in 4.9 seconds. Uh, the top track speed in all configurations and body styles is 170. And by body styles, they mean this car comes with the hard top in the Cayman like I'm driving, and it also comes as a Boxster. Um, like I said, it's a it's a nice looking car. It's red. It's got like the, the six speed as as I mentioned. Uh, it's got a stereo, very nice little stereo in it. Leather dash, leather uh, steering wheel. It does have cloth seats, and they're manually adjustable. And I think you could almost consider this car sort of a stripper, but. I mean, it's obviously not a stripper. It has power steering and power windows and things of that nature. But it stickers for 72.5, which I think is quite honestly quite reasonable. The base price is 66.4, and I've got a few little options on mine like nav and heated seats and the auto uh, climate control. But really, I mean, in this day and age, 72.5 for a Porsche. Is not that bad, and uh, we're going to take it for a spin right now. Well, we're going to take it for a spin in a little bit. But Mr. Raynal, you touched on a few things, but let's talk. Let's talk about that interior because that's where people spend most of their time. Manual seats. That seems pretty weird on a car that costs seventy grand. Although uh, the impetus is obviously weight savings, right? Probably weight savings. Yeah, and you know what else this car had? Now that I think about it, it had those silly little pull straps to open the door, which I guess is another way of quote-unquote saving weight but seriously that compared to a regular door handle how much does that really save i have no idea but it did have those little vinyl not vinyl but um cloth little straps that you pull on to open the doors which i think are a little bit silly other than that the build like i said the build quality was quite high leathers and nice materials inside the six speed was a joy of course the keys on the left, which is the old Le Mans, an old feature from Le Mans. The idea was that back in the day, they fired the gun and all the drivers ran across the track and jumped in the car and started the car and took off down the straightaway at Le Mans. And Porsche putting the key on the left side thought it was easier to reach. It was a quicker reach for the guy jumping into the car than over on the right around the other side of the steering wheel. Whatever. It's a feature that they've had for decades uh, and it is a feature on this car. Key on the left, six-speed manual, touchscreen, center-mounted touchscreen. Not a huge touchscreen, not a tiny touchscreen, sort of in between. Pl- plenty of room inside for a car this size. I mean, this is not a big car. It's small. Nice, clear instruments, big tack in the middle, smaller speedometer on the left, and then sort of a mem- sort of a menu of instruments that are configurable on the right. Well, that sounds like quite the interior, but I think what people want to hear and what I want to hear is how it's like to drive, which we're going to go to right now. So here we go. We're going to take this little Porsche Cayman for a spin, the Cayman T. Uh, It's a little tricky with the uh, six-speed manual, but I am a a professional, a paid professional, so I should be able to handle this, I would think. Uh, First of all, this with 300 horsepower... And the chassis and the, the uh, way the suspension's set up and the engine in the middle, this thing is just a delight. It only weighs 3,000 pounds, really, which this day and age uh, is really a light 
I guess that's considered a pretty light little car. Uh, there's very few cars on the market today that get below that. I'm sure there's a few without looking it up, but uh, there, it's light. Three, 3K is light, let's just say that. The thing I like about it is my favorite aspect of this car is the steering. And uh, I do not hate the four-cylinder, but I don't love the four-cylinder as much as I love uh, Porsche's flat sixes. And generally speaking, in life, I would rather go through life with a flat six behind me than a flat four. But that said, this turbo four is not that bad. It sounds a little agricultural. And one of the things I've always loved about Porsches, the flat sixes, is their sound. And this doesn't have quite the sound as a flat six. It doesn't sound bad. It just doesn't sound as cool as a flat six. But what this car does have that rocks my world is the steering. I don't know of a car company out there right now, and I, I, I have to drive a bunch of cars back to back, I realize that. But off the top of my head, sitting here in this little red sports car that I'm sitting in, the steering in this thing is just sublime. It's light, it's direct, it's extremely direct. I mean, I, I really don't know of any more direct steering out there. Um, and there's just a tactility to the way it feels that you don't really get in other cars except Porsches. And I feel that way about the 911 steering, too. It's just superb. And it makes the whole driving experience that much more pleasant when the steering works so well. And in this car, it definitely does. Uh, the brakes are superb, as you would expect from Porsche. The acceleration is not going to snap your neck or, you know, snap your head off. But it's solid. It gets to like you know, like I said, it gets to sixty in four and a half seconds. That's not nothing. That's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, this, the view out is great. The seats are comfortable. Uh, we put a couple hundred miles on it. My wife and I put a couple hundred miles on it yesterday, uh, which was superb. We enjoyed it very much. And uh, as I said, a car this good uh, for that kind of money is really kind of a bargain actually and uh we'll go back to wesley wren now and talk about this baby some more if there's a young person in her life who's really into cars, give them the gift of RNT Crew, the ultimate subscription box by Roden Track for kids ages 6 to 10. Every other month, a box is delivered to their door and is stuffed with cool accessories, fun activities, and a magazine chock full of facts, stories, games, and more. Sign up now and receive the all-new Need for Speed box and enter code AUTOWEEK. That's, of course, a-U-T-O-W-E-E-K for 10% off an annual subscription. Just head over to rtcrew.com. That's R-T-C-R-E-W dot C-O-M and use the code AUTOWEEK. I love that. What a segue. What a nice pre-recorded segue, Mr. Raynal. Like I said, I'm a trained professional. <laughs> so you mentioned the steering of the Porsche Cayman T. Is it really that sharp? I mean, I think it is. I don't know of another car with better steering than a, than a mid or rear engine Porsche. Now, having said that, the bigger Porsches, the crossovers and the Panameras and things don't have the steering feel slash lightness of feel tactility uh, that these mid and rear engine cars have. It's There's something about, and I don't know if the, I'm no steering engineer, I don't know if they're using the same steering system, steer, same, same steering box, ratios, any of that stuff. 
uh, in this car compared to some of the other cars. But this car's steering and the 911 steering just has feels better than most any other car on the market that I can think of right now. Simple. That is a vote of confidence. But Mr. Anal, this is a quick spin and we try to get to the essence of the automobile. And that means now it's time for you to get to the reason d'etre of the Porsche Cayman T. Mr. Anal, why does this car exist? I think Porsche is, well, Porsche needed something below the 911 back in the day, right? Other than the front engine cars, they had the 944 and 968 and things of that nature. Uh, This car exists to give Porsche yet another reason another way to make money. I mean, Porsche basically has no trouble selling pretty much every car it makes. It spends a lot of its time thinking, executives there spend a lot of time thinking about different ways to configure cars. That's why there's, you know, dozens of different types of 911s and plenty of different kind of boxers and Caymans and things of that nature. Uh, I think Porsche was looking for a slightly entry-level-ish Cayman slash boxer, and this is it. It slides in, you know, below 100, which is not a good price for a Porsche, below 100. I mean, you you can't quite touch a 911 for less than 100000 anymore. Boxers and Caymans, you can pretty easily. So I think it's sort of, you know, I don't want to say the volume player. That's probably the Macan and the bigger crossover, the name of which is escaping me right this second. But yeah, I think it's just an entry-level sort of way to get into Porsche. And an entry point, that sounds like it's very fun to drive. But I think with that, that about wraps this one up. Thank you so much for listening, Mr. Randall. Thank you so much for going out and driving a Porsche. It's hard work, but somebody has to do it. Somebody has to do it. I, You know, the things I do for the readers, is it's just a sacrifice. And listeners, too. But don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this dang thing. Drop a review. Let us know what you want to hear about in the future and also what you think about the show. And also, thanks again to Jim, who actually reached out, and we're going to find a way to review a Mustang for you. But most importantly, and I can't stress this enough, thank you for listening.